1: ELFIN are actually a group that we've been tracking for a number of years.
0: That's Alan Neville. He's a Principal Threat Intelligence Analyst at Symantec. The research we're discussing today is titled ELFIN. Relentless Espionage Group Targets Multiple
1: Organizations in Saudi Arabia and U.S. They kind of first popped up onto our radar around 2015. They've reportedly been active even longer than this, maybe even back to 2013. It was interesting when we first came across them, just based on some of the targets which we had seen them go after in the past. We've seen them mainly kind of hitting the energy sector in the Middle East which was kind of something of great interest for us. We didn't see a lot of groups at that time kind of being active in the area but it, it has since exploded particularly after like attacks related to shamoon and kind of other similar groups that are active in that region.
0: Now, they also go by the name APT 33. And as you were saying, the Middle East seems to be where their focus, a lot of their attention. Your, Your research starts with a chart here, and Saudi Arabia is their number one target.
1: Yeah, so the majority of the organizations we've seen ELF and actually go after have all kind of been situated in Saudi Arabia, which kind of made up like 42 percent of all the organizations we've seen them go after. We've also seen a number of organizations in the last couple of years, so like around 2016 and and again 2017, where they've started targeting organizations in the US. When we start digging deeper into some of those organizations, we could see they had a lot of affiliations or kind of ties to other organizations that also operate in the Middle East, so like subsidiaries or kind of co-owned organizations. So that was kind of interesting as well. So it kind of suggests that not only are they heavily focused on Saudi Arabia, but even some of the organizations that they go after in other countries also have ties to Saudi Arabia as well.
0: And in terms of, of the verticals they're going after, what are you seeing there?
1: So the main ones that Elfin generally have targeted have been mainly related to petrochemical organizations. Again, mainly all in the energy sector. We also see like technology organizations that provide IT services to organizations who operate within the energy sector in the Middle East. And um, similar with engineering and defense and even some financial organizations, among others.
0: Hmm. Well, let's dig in uh, to what exactly they're up to here. What was the initial vulnerability that you all were tracking?
1: More recently, the group have started using, well, they've always really used these spear phishing emails to send off the targets to be able to gain initial access into some of these organizations. And while that technique isn't very sophisticated, it was kind of it worked very well for them. They've since kind of upped the ante a little bit where they're not just relying on social engineering tactics. They're now kind of using vulnerabilities and exploits to be able to gain access to these organizations. So uh, more recently we've seen them leveraging WinRAR vulnerability, which was CV 2018 2250. Essentially this allows you to construct an archive and you can modify it after it's been created to then change the path where the file would be extracted to. And essentially, if you extract it to like a location such as your startup folder, it essentially gives you kind of arbitrary code execution. So they can extract a payload, put it into your start um, directory, and then when you restart your system, then it essentially executes that piece of malware that they've embedded within the archive. And they've been using this more recently only over the last couple of months to be able to gain access to some of these organizations.
0: And using what would look like benign file names. You point out one of them was jobdetails.rar, uh, you know, the kind of thing that an HR person might open routinely.
1: Yes. Traditionally what they've done and what they continue to do even now, they look at organizations similar to the organizations they want to target. So other organizations either operating within the same regions or similar regions and in the same verticals. And they'll look at those job postings that they might have on their websites. And then they'll essentially set up some infrastructure and mimic those legitimate job postings. So then they'll send a spear phishing email. It'll have some information about some available job at a similar organization, at a similar role, and they'll have a link embedded within the email. So users are kind of tricked then essentially to click this link. And the link is controlled by the attackers themselves, and it looks like a legitimate job posting website. And once they click on one of those roles or one of those job postings, it essentially downloads kind of like an executable HTML file. So as you view that page, it'll execute some PowerShell in the background to download a backdoor. Now, there's a
0: possible connection here with Shamoon,
1: Yeah, so Shamoon were a group that, again, have been heavily targeting kind of the energy sector in the Middle East. They kind of first popped up around 2012, and they have basically destructive capabilities. They use wiping malware to wipe systems and basically stop operations for these organizations. Back in 2012, they had wiped over, I think, 30,000 machines at that time, Mm -hmm. um, and they had planted images of a burning U.S. flag. And that kind of spoke to their intentions and such. They struck again in the same year at a later stage. And it was clear from some of the tools they were using and how they moved across the network before they found the systems of interest to wipe. And they had clear knowledge and kind of understanding of the network itself. They even had some of the credentials that were hard-coded into the malware itself. So it was able mm. to wipe the system very effectively and spread very quickly. What we've seen is some organizations where we've seen Elfin activity, we've later seen them being hit by Shimoon. It kind of raised the question was, is there any connections between the group? Perhaps Elfin are doing kind of some intelligence gathering where they're collecting credentials and then maybe sharing it with other groups such as Shamoon, where they can create malware to then run kind of disruption operations. We've only seen it in one case so far. And in other organizations where we've seen Elfin and Shamoon both active, it's essentially been quite a time difference between them. So it's, it's not really clear if Elfin have just remained active on the network for long periods of time, collecting credentials and collecting other information, and then later shared it, or if they're actually working kind of cl- more closely together than we realize. But that's what we've seen so far on it.
0: Now, one of the things that you list out here in your research is the variety of tools that they use. It's quite a collection of both custom and off-the-shelf elements. Can you take us through what sort of things are they using here?
1: Yeah, so traditionally they used to use a lot of kind of custom malware. So malware they would either build themselves for specific operations and things. We've seen kind of a change or a shift uh, more recently where they have started using more off-the-shelf tools. So these are tools that you can download either from like GitHub repos or they're available for download essentially, where you can then build them yourself, customize them to what you want them to do and have them interact with whatever infrastructure you want to point it at. This is kind of a commonality that we've seen across a number of these advanced persistent track groups. More and more of them are kind of switching over to using these uh, freely available tools, which. One makes it somewhat a little bit more difficult to track in terms of if they were using something custom, it's, and when you see that tool pop up somewhere, you could reliably kind of attribute it to that group, or it's probably that group that have been active. Now, by switching over to these kind of more common tools, these freely available tools, it makes it a little bit more difficult to kind of separate some of the activities and attribute it back to that group for tracking purposes. It also kind of benefits them in a way where by being able to download these type of tools, they don't necessarily have to waste time on doing development. They can just grab these tools, they can just customise it to do what they want, build them and then start distributing them.
0: Hmm. What's the thread with the tools that they're using? What's the type of information
1: they're going after? So it seems to be mainly an intelligence gathering operation. So we can see them once they get onto the networks, they'll start dumping credentials and they'll use that information to start basically moving across the networks, basically finding information of interest. We do know that they have destructive capabilities as well. There has been malware associated with this group called Stone Drill, which essentially, again, wipes systems similar to what we've seen with like what we've seen with Shemoon and kind of other destructive uh, groups. So we know they have the ability to do that and we know they traditionally used to create their own malware as well. But essentially using these kind of off the shelf tools as well makes it a little bit more difficult to be able to even see what their intentions are. But it's essentially an intelligence gathering operation from the data that we can see.
0: Well, let's walk through what happens when someone finds themselves uh, attacked by Elfin. Take us through step by step what occurs.
1: Yeah, so essentially kind of similar to what we were describing before, where the attackers would create um, an email, they'll set up some infrastructure. The infrastructure is generally named after either the targets or the job hosting portal they're trying to mimic. They'll create these emails and send them off to some of their targets. So essentially, they'll probably or likely look for individuals that have specific roles that they may... Have an interest in the type of information that they would have access to, and they'll, they'll send these emails to them with these job kind of vacancies. Once they gain access, so essentially once the user has been tricked into clicking the link and looking at the job post, it'll run some PowerShell in the background, and that basically will create a scheduled task which will run every several hours on that machine, and it'll reach out to the attacker's infrastructure to download backdoor tools. And this will essentially give them kind of access into the network, and then they can start downloading additional tools such as mini cats to be able to dump some of the credentials. They'll also push down some additional malware either to give them kind of um, more capabilities moving across the network. And then they'll start downloading tools either to collect information and then um, exfiltrate it off to um, their own infrastructure.
0: How would you rate these activities in terms of their stealthiness? Are, Are they fairly easy to detect or are they staying under the radar?
1: Again, because they're moving to all these kind of tools that are freely available, again, it makes it a little bit more difficult to attribute some of the activity. But it's not impossible. It's still easy enough to be able to track some of the activities based on network infrastructure that they're putting in place. As I kind of mentioned before, they're, they're naming a lot of this infrastructure after some of the job portals or the targets they're going after, which makes it easy to kind of see the organizations that they have an interest in. And like that, when you kind of pool it together, you can kind of see a commonality there where it's, a lot of it's all based in energy sector. It's all based in mainly in Saudi and again in the U.S. more recently.
0: Do you have any sense where they're coming
1: from? Who's behind this? There's been lots of publications about the activities of the group themselves. There has been researchers who've come out with some Bits and pieces which kind of attributes it back to some nation states or a likely nation states in that in the middle eastern region we have seen indications there where there was let's say for example when we looked at how the group actually operates so for example when we see them active on a network you can kind of map some of the timings back to kind of a standard nine to five but it would all kind of sit nicely into a specific time zone that originated from that region as well hmm. Generally. We don't really care about the attribution side. And while it kind of helps in adding some context to our investigations, our main kind of mandate has always been around protection of our customers. So while we can see some of the activities, we'll figure out the tools that they're using, what they're going after, how they're doing it. And then we'll just use that information to protect our customers. So so it's not something that we need to do um, or put a lot of effort into to be able to kind of get a better understanding of the group and the context behind um, their activities. Now, in terms of protection, what are your recommendations? So, recommendations are always to have your antivirus clients installed. Make sure it's up to date. Ensure that you have the latest Windows patches um, applied to your system as well. But it's also very useful to have system-wide logging enabled. So if you were to see some of these, like, let's say, scheduled tasks being created or you're starting to see, let's say, PowerShell commands being run on your machines that kind of look a bit suspicious, then obviously it's going to be a good indication that there's a further investigation is required.
0: So looking at the information you've gathered here, what are the take-homes? What can people take away from this research?
1: I suppose some of the takeaways from this research is essentially Elfin is a very active group, particularly in the Middle Eastern region. Uh, for organizations or people who have business in that region, it's good to be well aware of the type of information that they're going after, the industries that they're targeting, so like energy, and the type of tools that they're using. And the fact that we can see them moving or kind of just shift from... Um, custom tools into more off-the-shelf tools. It kind of gives, I suppose, credence to the fact that just by seeing some of the custom stuff, it's not necessarily just criminal activity that likely could be something that's related to like espionage operations or intelligence gathering.
0: Our thanks to Alan Neville from Symantec for joining us. The research is titled ELFIN. Relentless Espionage Group targets multiple organizations in Saudi Arabia and U.S., We'll have a link in the show notes. And now a message from Cyberbit. Mastering cybersecurity is like mastering a sport. You build muscle memory through rigorous practice. Then you train as a team to foster cohesion while operating under pressure.